Hello, my soul-seeking friends. It's Shanna. Thank you so much for listening to Sense of Soul Podcast. Enlightening conversations with like-minded souls from around the world, sharing their journey of finding their light within, turning pain into purpose, and awakening to their true sense of soul. If you like what you hear, show me some love and rate, like, and subscribe. And consider becoming a Sense of Soul Patreon member, where you will get ad-free episodes, monthly circles, and much more. Now go grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Hey guys, have you wanted to try out one of Sense of Soul's sacred circles? Well, you can do so tomorrow night. Join me and other like-minded souls as we chat about astral travel, remote viewing, and all of that out-of-this-world and out-of-the-body kind of stuff. And for tomorrow's circle, I've opened it to the public so you can go on Sense of Soul Patreon and join us tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. That's my time. And if you can't make tomorrow's circle, that's okay. Every second Tuesday of every month, you'll have an opportunity to join. Check out mysenseofsoul.com under Sacred Circles to check out the schedule and the upcoming topics. And for today's episode, we have Erica Alora. She's a practitioner and certified consultant of spiritual response therapy. And she's a certified Theta Healing Practitioner and Instructor. She is a trained and accredited psychic channel, healer, and intuitive, providing channeled healing to release subconscious soul-based programs so that you can be a match to the life you crave and deeply desire. And I had the honor of having a session with Erica. It was so amazing that I have asked her to be a part of Sense of Soul's Network of Lightworkers Affiliates Program. And I can't wait to share all of her amazingness with all of you. Thank you so much for, for coming on. And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So my name is Erica Alora, and I'm an intuitive healer. I started my journey pretty young. I got into studying metaphysics and tarot reading around age 13, 14, and did readings professionally uh, starting around that age. Actually, I was pretty confident, <laughs> pretty confident younger person and really wanted to learn more and more and more about metaphysics and healing. And because I did readings for so long, what ended up happening was, you know, I'd work with people over the course of, you know, two years, five years, even 10 years. And when you work with people that long as a reader, what you see in people's lives is their patterns. So it'd be like, you know, they're in a relationship with a new person, but it feels like it's the same type of person they keep dating or changing jobs. And then all of a sudden it's like they're having the same issues with coworkers that they had at the previous two um, jobs. So when that would happen, even though I knew I was giving good information and, and great stuff was coming through, it became frustrating. I was also getting to the stage of my life where I thought, all right, I have to get a real job and be a real adult. And I, I got into working in the corporate world, but everywhere I went, people just kind of had a sense about me and they would always ask me for my advice and my opinion about what they should do or what was I picking up about this person or that person or their situation. And eventually, while on vacation, I met a woman who is doing the type of work I'm doing now. 
And I actually didn't even do the session with her when I met her. I waited a whole other year and went back to Florida on vacation again and actually booked a session. And after the session, I felt so different. I felt so clear. I felt so amplified is really the word that I thought, this is the work that I want to do because it really brings the intuitive piece in, but I'm affecting more of a change. And that's really what I was craving. So I've done other things in terms of career. I did massage, I did medical skincare, done all sorts of things health related. But once I found this work and really started to tap into it and utilize it, I saw really miraculous things happen in my own life and in the lives of my clients. And so I knew this is what I wanted to do. Wow. So what was your spiritual background? How did you get introduced to all of this esoteric stuff rather than like, you know, at Sunday school? (laughs) Such a good question because I grew up in a little town in Northern Vermont. I was not exposed to psychics or psychics. It really, I think really it was my mom who planted the seed because she had worked with a psychic for years and years, even before she met my dad and before they started a family. So she would always talk about these amazing readings with this psychic that she worked with. So it kind of planted a seed, but it was just something that I felt drawn to just right out of the gate. And so from my perspective, that's really a soul carryover energy. I think that we all have experiences, whether it's it's us or, or people in our family where we're just different. And sometimes we refer to these people as kind of the black sheep of the family, or they have a totally different perspective, or they're into totally different things. But I was just always drawn to the unseen, to other types of modalities, other ways of looking at the world. So it just came through at a very young age. I really got started very early on. I admire that because there's a sense of trust that comes with this work that you have to learn how to trust yourself, trust your intuition. I just discovered in my 30s, you know, in my late 30s, I think, is when I first started to see that I could trust inward, you know, and that I had been trusting outward. So that's really impressive. That's really neat. It's pretty wild. I think about my the, those younger versions of me and I think, wow, she was so bold. <laughs> she was so brave. And I know some of it was just innocence, but I really have always felt like I trusted source spirit more than people <laughs> even. And so yeah. that relationship for me really started early and, you know, being able to read Uh, books from authors who worked with spiritual techniques and being able to read things about people who have had, you know, near-death experiences and crossed over and have come back and all of the things that they've said about that journey and how there's this divine plan for all of us and that we are a part of that construction and that we as souls and individuals decide the things that we want to work on in life and what we want to learn about and all of that stuff. I've just always been fascinated with it. And I'm so, I feel so blessed that I was able to actually have a career, a really beautiful career around all these subjects. It's so fun. 
Yeah, I, I agree. It's so it's amazing. And, you know, I am a massage therapist as well. I'm also a Reiki master teacher. So being in that space all the time, you become so familiar with energy and each of us receives so differently. We're so unique. And I find it just, it's almost like getting to know your family and how they're different, getting to know your friends and like actual humans and, and people and their personalities, like energy has its own unique thing that becomes familiar when you start working in that space. Absolutely. It's a process of learning exactly what you're saying. And the more experience you have with having a feeling about someone initially, and then interacting with them and then getting confirmation about that feeling, the more that happens for you, the more you learn to trust it. And I think the more accurate you become, because it's almost like this surrender, this kind of free fall into being open to receive hits, intuition, inklings, understanding, and the more you act on it and you keep building that muscle, the stronger it gets. So I really believe that we all innately have this ability. It's just some of us are more open to working with it than others. Right. I'll have it. We all have that gut feeling, that intuitive sense. Yeah. And I agree. It's through the, you know, many different experiences that you, you know, put yourself out there to have, because the more I was in the energy, the more I understood it. And it was almost like, like I had tuned into sources algorithm of energy. And so things started to be familiar, like, oh, this is a familiar energy, whether it was, this is a heavy grief energy. These different emotions and and traits have their own energetic kind of mark. That's right. I mean, this is the way I've received it. And yeah. so it's familiar as you start to work with it all the time, just like when you see someone crying or you see someone laughing in physical, like in the energetic world, that all has a very familiar energy to me anyways. Yeah, absolutely. We have all these different frequencies yes. of emotion, this different frequency, and then each frequency has matching thoughts. And each frequency has matching physical states. So you think about somebody who's kind of always grumpy and complaining and angry, and they are running this frequency, this energy all the time. And then the mind keeps looking for more things to be grumpy and to complain about. And then eventually we have the manifestation of imbalance in the body. So the whole point of spiritual healing is to go back and really Um, look at the root of where that pattern even comes from and release it so that we can avoid manifestation of illness or imbalance in the physical body. Unfortunately, sometimes that's the way some of us have chosen to learn and evolve is through dealing with illness and kind of having to work backward. But I think it's so wonderful to be able to, to go in and and do it preventatively and look at what are the dominant frequencies that you tend to run and where does this really come from and how is it serving you? Even if it doesn't seem like it is from the perspective of your mind, it would be. And then we change it so that you can really be your more authentic, most authentic self. Mm, Yeah. Freeing yourself from those, from those conditions and some of those patterns, like you were saying to begin with, mm-hmm. you know, I think another thing is, is that in teaching people, and this happens to myself as well, 
that some of it came so natural to me. It was almost like I had already been doing these things, but now I'm taking a class that's kind of teaching me how to, you know, maybe use it as a ritual or formulate it into to healing and helping others. And so I almost feel like it's a remembering. Um, many times I feel like it's a remembering, like, I think I've done this before. This is very familiar. And you do hear that. And I do believe in past lives Mm -hmm. and, you know, a lot of the past life regressions that I had in our session, you and I, you were validating a lot of those things. And there was a certain pattern that I had also, right. Not just this life, but in the lives before. Right. Yeah. It comes up a lot. I've never met anyone who is really focused on service oriented work, uh, spiritual service oriented work, whether that's healing or readings or working with nutrition or herbs or chiropractic that hasn't done it before. And so usually, you know, we tend to now give this term, uh, get, use light workers, right? We say the, this person's a light worker. They're doing something service oriented to try to help or heal others. I've never met anyone who's doing it in this life that hasn't done it before. And one of the more important things that I like to focus on in healing around that, that we actually did in your session as well, is looking at, well, how many times has this person done this service-oriented work that has a spiritual component, which makes it more emotionally charged for them in those lifetimes where they are actually hurt or harmed or killed, persecuted in some way, that is now impacting their willingness or ability to feel safe being seen, working with their gifts, starting a business, receiving money in exchange for those gifts and talents. Because when you're harmed so many times for doing work like that, there can be a real block to being seen, to stepping into your gifts. I see this a lot. People come to me and they say, I've always wanted to be a yoga teacher. I've always wanted to do Reiki or I've always wanted to do this type of healing. But there's something in my my being that there's a resistance and I don't understand why, because I feel so excited about it. And usually it will go back to those experiences. And so it's wonderful to go back and clear all of that unresolved emotional energy that's blocking someone from really being able to embody those gifts. So there's this reclaiming of the power and even doing ancestral work. I found that to be true as well, where you look back on your ancestors, which my listeners know has been a big part of my journey. You know, a lot of people say, you know, you don't want to go in and live in the past. And it's really not living in the past. It's just observing it and understanding it so that you can have a better understanding of who you are today. Yeah, I agree. I think it's living it, understanding it, and ultimately resolving it. So, you know, we all have inherited wonderful gifts from our ancestors. In fact, we are proof, right? Sitting here right now, we're proof that they could survive. Yeah. Without all of the things that they went through, we wouldn't be here. And unfortunately, there's a lot of trauma when people are in survival. There's all there's going to be trauma. People have had to sacrifice and move from other countries and go through the process of acclimating to a totally new experience. But when we go back and resolve a lot of things, what we really want to do is acknowledge and fully receive the gifts 
that our ancestors have provided, the things that we have inherited. So business acumen, diplomacy, perseverance, uh, self-control, discipline, confidence. We've inherited a lot of great things from our ancestors. We just want to release the things that are faulty or limiting as it relates to our life now. So a really good example of that, just tying into what we were talking about earlier is I've definitely worked with individuals who have patterns from the lineage of it's not safe for us to be seen. We just need to blend in. We need to blend in and be like everybody else so that we can all get along and we can continue to rely on our neighbors. Because of course, historically, if we stood out or we were too different and we were rejected, there would be a chance that our family wouldn't survive because we were so interdependent with other families or with the village or the town or the community that we were in. So to be able to go back and and bring some healing to the lineage and the individual client and say, look, it's safe for you to be seen now. We can be safe and be connected to others and still be individuals and still allow our gifts to shine. We don't have to give up one thing for the other. So those are the types of lineage programs that are wonderful to let go of. So now, you know, having a session with you, you know, we definitely hit both of those areas, past lives, as well as, you know, ancestry. And how can those things be resolved to help you today? Mm -hmm. I always think about even when you have pain, where did the pain come from? You sprained your ankle when you were running. Oh, well, have you had problems with your ankle prior, right? How long have you had that, you know, and going back even further to get to the root? It's true. And a lot of times it's because even though some of our patterns or even so, even though some of the themes that we're working with Mm -hmm. are very limited or frustrating in nature, from the perspective of your subconscious mind, it's serving you. It's keeping you Mm -hmm. safe. Our subconscious mind doesn't want us to change. And our subconscious mind, according to scientists, is about 95 to 97% of our mind. So even though we have these patterns, our mind believes this is, this is good. This is keeping us safe. It's keeping us protected. It's keeping us in the known because we know how to handle and deal with the known, even if from our perspective, it's kind of crappy. But in spiritual healing, what we do is we go in and we look at why the subconscious mind believes a certain pattern is serving us. What are we getting from it? Is there a secondary benefit? And then once we realize what that is, we're able to make changes and reprogram the subconscious to let go of the limiting pattern and replace it with something different. And I usually do that in association with looking at even deeper roots of that pattern. So is this a lineage pattern? pattern? Is this a soul carryover issue? Is the person falling and spraining their ankle or having issues with their ankle, their feet, their legs, because it's blocking them from doing something that maybe their mind or maybe their being perceives as unsafe. A really, really common one is weight loss. So there are a lot of people who have different types of subconscious reasons not to lose weight. And they try so hard. They're doing a different diet. They're really reining it in. And then they just can't seem to stick to um, 
a, a change in how they treat their body or how they eat. And a lot of times we'll go in, I'll work with them and, and we'll do some muscle testing around this to see what the subconscious mind believes. And I've had people where the subconscious mind is holding the belief that if I'm lean, if I'm fit, I will become dissatisfied with my partner and want to leave, or I'll start attracting other partners who will be interested in me and it will disrupt my marriage, or I'll start getting too much attention and I won't know what to do with it, or I'll start feeling more sexual and it's not safe for me to be a more sexual being in my body, in my life. There can be so many reasons, just even a fear of being seen as beautiful, as attractive. There can be all sorts of reasons. So it's amazing when you go in and you dive deep and you do that work. And then what usually happens is when we do the past life tie-in, we'll look at the number of lifetimes where a person has a memory of being hurt, harmed, or killed for being attractive. People were jealous. People were envious. People thought that they were full of pride and they were being egotistical and where they believed they had to really hide their light or downplay their beauty because it wasn't safe. Do you ever find the opposite? Maybe somebody who has been very suppressed as a woman through many lives, have they ever been the one who was doing the suppression? Absolutely. So that is stuff that's related to unforgiveness and guilt. Those two energies are probably the most important energies that I work on with somebody because unforgiveness and guilt, unforgiveness that we're holding on ourselves and guilt we're holding about past behavior, it always creates this unconscious belief that we deserve to have bad things happen to us. Wow. So definitely I'll go back and especially if somebody has a lot of persecution, a lot of times we can go back to before that even happened and look at, is there a belief here that because maybe they harm someone, now they deserve to be harmed. And so we go back and look at where they were playing the role of the villain in someone else's life. And so sometimes we can hold these unconscious energetic obligations to show up and treat someone in a negative or harmful way. And it's it can even be out of character for us. So if you think about even this lifetime where you behave it in a way that you thought, gosh, that that's not me. I don't usually act this way. Why am I being this way toward this person? Sometimes we can hold an unconscious obligation to play the role of the villain or the agitator in somebody's life. And that can be cleared as well. It's really fascinating. Being in kind of that same space, even though it's a little different, oftentimes I find that what comes up in a session is going to be divine in its timing, right? Sometimes people will even come in and and they want to know this or they want this healed and it's just not coming up, but this other thing's coming up. I was wondering about that. Like, what would a second session with you, Erica, look like? You know what I mean? Because, I mean, my goodness, so much came up in that in our session. Mm-hmm. And so how does that work with, um, is it the same? Like, what's going to come up is going to be exactly what you need to know in, in this time? Yeah, what, what usually happens is the person will give me their list. They'll say, all right, these areas of my life feel blocked. I feel uncomfortable with this. I'm working on this goal and I'll make a list. They'll give me their list and I'll write it down. And then what happens is we start the session. I open up as a channel and sometimes their team will say, yeah, we know she wants to work on this, but actually (laughs) this is what needs to be cleared first. Right. 
So this person, although she wants all these good things in her life and she wants to resolve all of this, the deeper issue is she's holding rejection of herself. She keeps rejecting herself and trying to please and appease other people. And so she's kind of in conflict with herself. So she's not really open to manifesting or receiving the things that she says she wants. And so I always defer to that team. They're the ones that are actually leading the session. I'm kind of the middle person, but you know, we'll do that deeper stuff. And then usually the team will say, okay, now you can address these issues and clear the blocks. I found it very amazing, Erica. You asked me a few questions and I gave you kind of my point of interest of what, you know, I felt I needed to work on. But what really truly came up in the entirety were the two things that I know I have the most difficulty with that I didn't bring up in the initial pre consultation. So I found that to be really amazing. I definitely have issues with avoidance. The other one was um, like receiving. And even though those weren't things in, or, you know, that I felt, you know, I needed answers and I wanted the session to be about, which it was all that too, but avoidance and receiving kept coming up, which I would say, if anyone knew me, those are the two things I have a really hard time with. Yeah, it's so great. I'm so happy that you had that experience. And I've even had people ask me sometimes, did you go and do research on me? Or have you read any of my social yeah. posts? Or, and I really don't. I try to stay absolutely away from any kind of information. One, because honestly, I'm quite lazy. And so in between, <laughs> I'm usually watching like murder mysteries or reading a book or Um, And I really like to come in with just a totally clean slate. And so Mm -hmm. I never do any research on anybody because I know that I don't need to. It's all going to come through whatever they need, whatever needs to be shifted, their team's going to tell me. So it's kind of cool. There's not a lot of work involved. It's just my work is always being a neutral channel for somebody. So I really think of my work as receiving my own healing and staying as clear as possible so that I'm nice and neutral and open to be a channel for that information. Yeah. I mean, it was not only that, but also the purpose of many of my past lives are, is still the purpose in this life. Mm-hmm. And so I understand why it's so strong. <laughs> and that's the other thing we talked about several lifetimes we're talking like thousands of lifetimes right which I was very shocked about and actually I think we started out the session and I can't remember the exact numbers but you said that I was attached to so much help on the spiritual side almost too much spiritual assistance Mm -hmm. sometimes people have too many beings on their primary non-physical team and in the modality that I work with called spiritual response therapy or SRT for short. Your high self committee is the name that they give for your primary group of beings who are working with you. And sometimes a person will have way too many beings on their high self committee. And when that happens, how the person will experience that is they'll feel a lot of paralysis from analysis. It's like having too many cooks in the kitchen, too many opinions coming through. And so it will feel like, You can't really make a decision or it's hard to make a decision or there are so many possibilities 
you can't decide. So you just don't do anything. And then you wait for the clarity, but it never seems to come. And so that's usually a function of having some themes or some blocks to moving forward in life and doing what you're here to do. And there can be a lot of reasons for that. But what we do is in the session, we remove, replace, bring in a new team, educate them so they're downloaded with all of the wisdom and light and understanding in this universe and what you're doing here and the whole point of your life being here. So everybody's up to speed. And then we look at why. Why did she have to have so many beings on her high self committee? What's the block? What's the issue? What's the paralysis here? Then we go in and resolve it so that you don't have to deal with that any longer. Because we're here to learn and to evolve to help others. Hey listeners, so sorry for the interruption. I'd like to tell you about uncovering the mysteries of Kabbalah, an amazing opportunity to be mentored by one of Sense of Soul's affiliates, Rabbi Matthew Ponak. If you've listened to my prior episodes with him, then you know he has a ton of wisdom to share and is offering Sense of Soul listeners a special discount to take a deep and personalized dive into Kabbalah and the unfolding of your own personal journey. If you're interested, go to matthewponak.com backslash sense of soul. That's M-A-T-T-H-E-W-P-O-N-A-K.com backslash sense of soul to learn more and sign up. Now back to our amazing guest. We all have soul contracts with people in our life to show up in a certain way. Some of that is for healing. Some of it's to be a mom. Some of it's to be an employee or an employer. There are so many different roles that we play. It's like this big, beautiful spider web. We're all connected in some way. And so I feel like the greatest service that I can provide is just to help people to be unstuck and to be able to move forward and really be their authentic self and do what they're really here to do. Uh, I mean, it was absolutely amazing. It was almost like it was constantly coming in. You were receiving, 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 sharing, receiving, and it was constant. And I was like, holy shit, this is freaking <laughs> amazing. I mean, I could, I mean, there was no thought in between. It was boom, no. boom, 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 boom. And I just, uh, yeah, I'm glad you sent me a recording because that was, a, that was very helpful. I took a shit ton of notes, which was also helpful, but how are you receiving this? I, because it's so fast. So like for myself, it's almost like that process of receiving for me, because I'm very clairvoyant. So mine's like seeing everything, analyzing, what am I seeing, you know, and then trying to discern it. And then it comes out. I mean, mine's such a slow process compared to yours. So what's going on there? <laughs> yeah. It's like you're translating what you're seeing. I can totally relate to that. What it is for me is so I start every session with a little prayer of intention. And what happens for me when I'm doing that is it's almost like my being is tuning to this radio station okay. represents, you know, this information. So I'm tapping in and all of a sudden I start getting this flow of information. It's like this broadcast. And so yeah. I'm bringing that through and then I'm using a pendulum and the charts that I'm working with to find the specific energies. And for me, the process of working with the pendulum and the charts is like the clarification and validation of the stream of consciousness that's coming through. Yes. And so 
as I'm saying all of the stuff that's coming through, I'm hearing the next two or three steps that are coming through as well. And so it comes through so fast that I have to record all the sessions because yeah. it's too much information for anybody to write down. Mm-hmm. And then what happens for me is it almost feels like I'm doing this deep dive into someone's being. So I'm feeling the emotions. So there's a a clairsentient energy. I'm getting images. So it's like little YouTube videos that pop up and I am feeling everything that the person is feeling and seeing and thinking in the lifetime. So it's like this multi-sensory experience. So I'm able to really translate and convey their perspective, their point of view. And that's when I'll have people tell me, you're saying things that I've only thought about. I've never even shared with anyone. And it's just because I'm embodying and taking on their energy. So I get a clear understanding of their perspective, their point of view. The There are so many layers of emotion that we can hold on ourselves, different areas of our life. And so to be able to do that and get all the subtleties and the, the resistance or the fear or the insecurity or the panic or whatever it is mm-hmm. and release it, it's just really helpful. And so it's like that, the way that it was when I was working with you, it's like that every session. And so to answer your previous question, If you were to do a second or a third or a 10th session, what happens is your team is really going to keep looking at what else do we need to clear? Because it's like a rapid re-education of your inner being. And so every time you receive a healing like this, it's changing your programs, it's changing your point of attraction. Mm. So there are some people that want to work with me because they want to resolve some things that have happened in their past and in their present. And then what happens is eventually they graduate from that. And now we're working on their future. So they'll say, all right, I have this goal, this goal. I want to work on these goals in my life. And I work with them to clear their blocks to their goals as they are working on them so that they're totally aligned energetically with what it is that they say they want. Yes. And actually you did that with me in my book. And and by the end of our session, I had to write two books. <laughs> yeah, I remember you're like, oh, I was trying to, get, trying to get done with the first, but now all of a sudden I got to write two. This is what I was receiving. So I was receiving a lot as well during the session, um, clarity about different things, putting things together. Like I said, the, the two words sticking out was avoidance and receiving. And so it was, it was interesting because, you know, besides of the things that you were saying, um, there was a lot of wisdom coming through that I was receiving as well. I thought that was so, all of it is so amazing, but so tell me about, you know, I work with the pendulum too. I, I don't use it as divinity necessarily. I use it to measure the energy centers over my clients to see, you know, how big or how, small or how fast or whatever's going on with them. I did have this pendulum one time (laughs) that went wonky on me and started writing letters. Mm -hmm. It started writing letters. It stopped. You could see it would like write a letter, stop, write another letter, stop. And I swear if I could have like held it on ink or something, it was probably trying to spell something, but it wouldn't work for me anymore to read the chakras. So it just 
broke basically and I stopped <laughs> using it. But um, tell me about your pendulum and, and what is the pendulum doing during the session? Yeah, so a pendulum just works with our nervous system. So mm -hmm. it's called an idiomotor response. So it really just amplifies really subtle movements in our nervous system. And so really it's a way of bringing through information and allowing your team to be able to speak to you or amplify what's coming through so that it's easier for you to understand. And so the thing that I like about the modality that I'm using is in the opening procedures and the beginning of a session, there are a lot of checks and balances to make sure that you don't have any attachments, that there's nothing interfering, there's nothing getting in the way of your answers. And the way that it's set up is that if something were to come in, meaning a spirit or a deceased loved one or somebody passing by uh, in the spirit world and they wanted to attach to me and influence the information that I'm getting, the pendulum would stop or it would go wonky. And then I would okay. know that there's a block or an interference and then I can clear it. Mm -hmm. so okay. it's, it's really just a, an amplification of the information that I'm getting. And mm -hmm. so I'm working with the charts. So I'm used to using the pendulum with the charts, but mm -hmm. if somebody's using a pendulum at home, um, what I tell my clients is we never want to use the pendulum to see, do I need more vitamin C? <laughs> Should I have this steak? Should I have broccoli? What should I have right now? Because all it's going to give you is what your subconscious needs. But when you're working with a modality like SRT, it's training you to use the pendulum to receive information beyond your own subconscious mind or beliefs to actually be a channel. So it, okay. it was really good training. I mean, I've been doing this since 2007. Yeah. So it's really good training to learn how to be a channel and to bring through information. And now it's more of a verification or validation yeah. right. pendulum for sure. Awesome. Very cool. So uh, what's in the charts? What are we dealing with in, inside the charts? Yeah. So in the charts, there are 32 charts that are part of that system. There's a percentage of the charts that are just devoted to past life research. So cast of characters who somebody was in their previous life, uh, discordant energies that were uh, activated for them in those experiences. There's a chart related to positive expressions. So we could check and see what positive expressions were blocked in that lifetime and what are the negative or discordant programs or energies the person is holding or that they picked up. And then there are a bunch of other charts that are related to health and wellness. So we could look and see if somebody needs more water, more vegetables, more protein. They're what are called consulting charts. Uh, there are charts that are related to different areas of life. So if I asked what area of life is blocked for this person, it might be health and fitness or sexual relationships and sex or affection and love, recognition, prestige, security, and resources. So a lot of them are consulting charts like that. And then there are charts that they're sort of called higher level blocks. And these are different programs that were given to the man who actually channeled this modality. His name is Robert Detzler. And he received all these sort of higher level blocks, which are sort of a bit more esoteric in nature. And you don't really have to do much with those, except if it's indicated you just clear and release them for the person. And what he was told was, 
you could keep more creating more and more charts. Spirit can keep giving you more and more charts. And eventually he realized we could have binders and binders of charts, but it's just too much. Yeah. So what he asked was, can we just put these charts in spirit realm so that at the end of a session, we can say, let's clear all additional charts, anything that's not in the physical. And those are automatically cleared for a client at the end of the session. And it's clearing what are called nine stacks of charts. So additional, any additional charts are cleared. Okay. So I have a question. You've been doing this since 2007. A lot has happened since 2007. I mean, humanity has evolved a lot since 2007. Absolutely. So I'm very curious to see, like, have you seen that with the charts? I have seen, so I've seen a change with people who are more open to this work more open to receiving. It used to be that men would show up to a session. They'd say, my wife's making me do this session or my girlfriend's <laughs> making me do this session. And now I have men who are just coming in yeah. just completely open. It's their own decision to receive. Yeah. Nobody's forcing them. More men, it's really exciting to me, more men being more open to receive healing and being more open to doing their personal growth work is a, such a great change and transformation. And of course, you know, there are so many men out there who have been healers in other lifetimes and are getting present to that as well, which is beautiful. It's so exciting. In terms of changes in the charts, I haven't, there, there haven't been any changes in the charts per se, but it's like a quickening. I've noticed a quickening and I've noticed with people, they're ready for more energy to be moved in a shorter amount of time. Mm. It's like a kind of a quickening of consciousness yeah. where people are really ready to, you know, get, move forward, get, get the show on the road. Let's There's move There's an forward. urgency of There's awakening. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. And healing. Um, I'm sure you have as well in all the work that you do. Yes, for sure. And I love Gen Z. Gen Z is so open without condition. They want to experience. And I have too found the same with men. I would say that I have just as many men clients as I do women. I think that's amazing. So fun. (laughs) Yeah. So fun. I I love it. Me too. Me too. So this isn't the only modality though that you do. Um, In fact, even during our session, you kind of switched it up a little bit. So in a session, um, yeah, you're throwing all your goods in. So what are the other modalities that you do? So I also am a teacher and practitioner of Theta Healing, and that's the subconscious mind reprogramming, uh, working with the body to do muscle testing, to figure out what your subconscious mind believes so that we're able to make changes. And that's like a, it's a process of a meditation. It's a meditation like technique where you're connecting in and you are looking at the person and looking at where they're holding different beliefs. Is this coming from their ancestors? Is it coming from a soul level? Is this just something they picked up in this lifetime? And we're able to make changes and download feelings that somebody doesn't have. There are some people that don't really know what it feels like to be joyful or what it feels like to be successful or what it feels like to be confident. And we're able to do those downloads and instill that feeling in them so that they're able to change their expression in life. And so working with Theta Healing has been really, really fun. Working with Theta Healing, 
just with myself, that's the modality for me that really brought my practice from a five to a six figure practice. Um, It really helped to expand my willingness, my willingness to receive. So many people who have been healers in other lifetimes have a real issue with receiving, receiving money. We've had so many lifetimes where we were a part of a spiritual religious organization where all of our needs were provided for. We didn't have to think about our clothes or our food or paying our mortgage or paying our car payment, right? Okay, that's my point. Was all provided. We are a part of a bigger group or community. And so it can feel really weird or awkward for some light workers. They feel like they don't really know how to do regular mundane life and responsibility. It's not where their head is. So to be able to clear that and make changes and bring in the understanding that you can be spiritual and connected and also be responsible and receive and pay your bills and not have to be in poverty. It's like a revelation for some people. It's amazing. So the Theta healing piece is wonderful. And then Usually at the end of a session, we didn't do it, I think with yours, but typically at the end of a session, once we've done all the clearing or once we've done the belief work and your point of attraction has changed, then I do the tarot reading piece. We do future reading. And so that's the other thing that I usually do. So it's channeling and doing the clearing work, doing the belief work, and then doing the reading so that somebody can get a sense of what's coming up. What do they need to know? What does their team want them to know about the future? Nice, some guidance. So you're still, yeah, okay. I'm still and doing the tarot read. I yeah, love it. That's awesome. Love so it. Do you still, what kind of deck do you use? I have a bunch of them. So yeah. usually the two that I have here is I have a Rider weight, and then my other favorite deck is called the Star Tarot. But all along my office, I have... <laughs> dozens and dozens of tarot decks. I could really start my own little metaphysical store if yeah. I do from this office, but yeah, tons of them. I just love collecting them. Oh, I know. I do too. They're so fun. That's amazing. Tarot decks and crystals. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I have it all here. Yeah. I went through that, the whole crystal thing. Oh my gosh. And I still have there everywhere. <laughs> you can never have enough. That's my feeling. It's like shoes. You can never have too many crystals. You can never have too many tarot decks. <laughs> I'll never forget the one night my partner, he had rolled over on like one of my crystal boards and he woke up. He got it. I was looking all over for it and I couldn't find it. And then when he gets up, I happened to catch his back and he had this huge imprint. Oh, no. <laughs> One of the many joys of living with a healer. (laughs) He didn't even know. I didn't say anything. I can't imagine it would have felt good, though. He probably just needed that little extra (laughs) thing overnight, right? (laughs) You can only imagine his dreams that night. Quite funny. So then even the theta healing sessions, those can also be then remote. Absolutely all of it. Yeah. That's what's wonderful about it as well. Yeah. Energy has no distance. Yeah, that's right. I work with people all over the world. It's been really exciting and fun. Um, But yeah, everything can be done remotely, which is so, makes life so easy. I know. It's crazy. Even when I'm just podcasting and I have like people in my space, I feel like you're like literally in my space. Like this is like a sense of soul space and like you're visiting it. And 
it seems like its own entity. You know, it's very interesting. I, I see it as a space. I don't see it as, as anything else. And it has its own vibe. Yeah. I love it. It's so interesting. Do you feel that way about your space when you go into your healing? You know, it's like. Absolutely. Yeah, we create this container of energy that, you know, it's like a safety around both myself and my client. And then, you know, eventually what tends to happen as well is when I start working with someone and they have animals, the animals will come from different rooms of the house. And want to come in and hang out and either sleep next to the client or they'll come in and they might be really vocal. And usually what I've learned over the years, that's the indication that they're asking for some healing. So I'll always bring the animals into the healing as well if they show up. But absolutely, you really feel it. You know, animals feel it. It's, It's just we're creating this container of energy and support and love and safety so that we can unpack whatever's going on for someone. I love that. Yeah. And you also have a coaching program that you offer as well. Kind of clients do you have? What, What do you do with them? I have clients from all walks of life, but I would say what they all have in common is they're all professionals who are very devoted to their purpose. They want to live their best life. They want to bring a spiritual Uh, intuitive connected component in. Mm -hmm. So what I love about the coaching work is that, you know, coaching is really about helping someone to uncover their own inner guidance. And what's beautiful about pairing coaching with healing is that, you know, we're, I'm working with somebody and helping to clear whatever's going on. And every time you clear somebody's programs, you're helping to amplify their own intuitive knowledge, their own psychic ability. So I never want to foster any kind of dependency. What I really prefer to do is help to empower someone through clearing and coaching and reading so that they really feel like they can trust themselves. They know what they're doing. They're on top of their game. And then when things come in that maybe feels like it's taking them by surprise or it's not how they thought something was going to go, then we can really unpack it and make sure that they're able to to deal with everything or work with everything in a very empowered way. So coaching on its own is so helpful, but pairing coaching with healing from my perspective is like a rocket ship getting you where you want to be. So I just really, really love it. Love the two together. So what do you do? Do you do it like for a certain amount of weeks or how does that work? I have a three month and a six month program. So, you know, clients can choose whatever feels good to them. Usually what happens though, is that when I start working with somebody, they just keep renewing. (laughs) So they keep renewing the three month program or they keep renewing the six month and it's wonderful. It's probably my favorite work is to work somebody long-term really being able to go deep and creating this bigger transformation where we're partnering to support them and to really help them to receive and manifest what they want and resolve 
old triggers and things that come up for them and just really help them to live their most empowered life. And to me, that's what it's all about. We all need help and support. If you look at anyone in this world who is hugely successful, they all have a team supporting them. And we all individually have a non-physical team supporting us, but to be able to come in and be a translator and to help somebody um, to receive that information and guidance to help them to really bring forth and understand their own guidance, what they're getting, what feels right to them. This is hugely satisfying and, and joyful. So I really, really love that aspect of my practice. Well, I love that you said that because, you know, there's been several people that I've met through the podcast and we all are kind of doing the same thing. You know, we're all kind of light workers yeah. and we all have very unique, you know, gifts of our own into different modalities. And, and it's almost like this, and actually I've never met most of them actually in real life, but hope to, yeah. but I think we all do support each other in that way. I love that. It just keeps on expanding to this network of like-minded souls that all have the same intentions for humanity. It's so wonderful because so many light workers tend to be lone wolves on our own. We don't always feel oh yeah safe or comfortable a lot in groups because of those past life memories of being harmed or maybe feeling betrayed, or even maybe there was a group persecution where we're all harmed together. And so to be able to form those connections in groups now, and to be able to share our gifts with one another, oh my gosh, it's like a drink of water in the middle of the desert. It just feels so good. Or to bounce stuff off. Like, yes, has this ever happened to you? Right. It is important to have those people around you because it can be lonely. And that's why Sense of Soul came about to begin with, a space, right? To talk about the weird things. Yeah, weird is the new normal. Oh yeah, totally (laughs) love it. This stuff is just, it's all part of the gifts that we have inherited, I believe, from Source, Mm -hmm. that we all have these abilities. And when we can come together and share them with one another, we realize that, oh, this is normal. This is actually par for the course of being human. And we can utilize this to help ourselves, to help others. So I love that, I love that community connection. We can do a, a little clearing for the group consciousness of your listeners. Awesome. Let me grab my pendulum and I'm just going to grab a couple of charts. And so I'm going to start with just a little quick prayer of intention. That's my way, like I said earlier, of just tapping in. And then we'll see what we need to clear. So this would be like, we're putting a bubble of love and light around all of your listeners. Anyone who listens to this recording at any time, doesn't matter when, that they receive this. So they're going to receive this through their non-physical team um, as they're listening. So let me just do that little prayer. I'm going to close my eyes for a moment. Just take a breath. I would like to call upon and invoke or bring forth the very highest vibration of source energy, which is love, to step into this clearing. And I want to ask to be a neutral and clear channel of consciousness on behalf of this community. And so it is. So the first thing I want to do is ask from working with myself, sense of soul community, or both. The answer is no one, because this group or community has a block to receiving. 
they're holding an energy of fear of God. There's an energy of fear of life. There's a belief that in order to be connected to God or life, that you have to experience hardship or you have to suffer. And so the first question I have is, can we release that belief or that program without research? The answer is yes. So we're going to move that out of the way. That's an old learned belief that's not related to the truth because love doesn't require us to suffer. So myself, listeners, myself, or both now, both, let's apply the prep to work list to me, my high self listeners, their high self committees. And let's just go ahead and ask if anybody has too many beings on their high self committee, let's clear, remove, replace, elevate, educate the high self committees. Want to bring in a new team, clear to the highest levels of consciousness, both on and off my charts. And I want to clear everyone's blocks to determination, clear everyone's blocks to receiving, clear everyone's blocks to comfort, trusting themselves and empowerment in their physical body. So a lot of people who are listening have a negative association with being in the physical body. So sometimes people believe that they're in a physical body and it's a punishment from God, that they'd rather be in spiritual realms. And because they're here, it's some something went wrong, they screwed up. And so what is that? It's an energy of insecurity, anxiety, disappointment held on being in the body, a belief that being in the physical body is a form of suffering or subservience related to the divine. So let's release that now. Where does this group or community have a block to receiving healing? Let's clear everyone's blocks to the positive expression of love of life love of self and love of good. So in spiritual healing, we clear negative or discordant energies associated with the idea of God or source or spirit, because in the soul records, when you have a, a hate of God or a fear of God, how that translates is hate of good or fear of good. And so we want everyone fully open to receiving their highest good. So let me just look at the lowest level of consciousness for anybody on my high self committee. I want to make sure everybody's nice and neutral. And then I want to look at where my soul's consciousness is or my level of awareness. So I'm nice and neutral. And then let's look at everyone's high self committee, lowest level of consciousness for anybody's high self committee within this community. And then let's look at your soul's consciousness or level of awareness. So some of you are knocked down in your consciousness or your level of awareness. It's just because you're running a program. So let's look at what that is. So some of you have abandonment of self in order to try to please or appease others. And this is how you're trying to be a helping force or a healer for others. However, if there's an energy of abandonment of self, that's not helpful either. So we never want you to... Um, be cruel or unkind to yourself in the name of being loving to another person, right? So we're going to release this energy of abuse of self, abandonment of self, disappointment held on self, and judgment of self. Let's clear it all out now. So where does anyone believe that in order to learn and grow, they have to suffer or struggle in life? We have thousands of programs here of hardship, exhaustion, fear of change, abandonment of self through feeling overwhelmed in life or in the body, energies of restlessness related to spirituality, and a feeling of paralysis about moving forward in life. So let's release all of that now.
Now, if we look at the sense of soul community, even though you may not know one another, right, in your day-to-day -day life, you're connected as a group or community. So let's look at this group or community and let's ask how many lifetimes were this group or community has a memory of being hurt or harmed or killed for being interested in the subjects that you speak about in the podcast. 8,879 lifetimes, the energies that this community is holding is exhaustion, anxiety, abuse, abuse of the body, panic, persecution, overwhelm, and energies of fear and hate of the physical body. So is this enough to clear it? Let's clear the lifetimes, the programs, the energies, remove the discord. So what I'm hearing is some of your listeners, the anxiety that they have that comes up is if they're listening to your podcast and somebody comes in the room, they might turn it down. They might not want somebody to know that they're listening to this podcast. That's a reflection of that anxiety from lifetimes of being harmed for being interested in or working with these subjects. So we're gonna go over to a different chart and I wanna clear all self-punishment programs that anyone is holding. We're gonna take that self-punishment, we're gonna clear any replications, duplications, rebuilding, or mirror images. I wanna clear any inner archetypes, race beliefs, gender beliefs, any scarring programs. Scarring programs are the belief, there's something wrong with me, or there's something wrong with my life. And we're gonna release that. We're also gonna clear any body programs. This is related to health. So body programs are programs that affect our physical bodies. So we have body programs of health abuse, body programs of what? Blaming the body, abuse of the body, resentment held on the body, hardship through the body, and any programs of feeling isolated or that we need to be isolated physically from others. Now, let's just look at anything related to the throat, the throat chakra, any blocks to speaking, speaking your truth, or being heard by others. So this group or community has a program of self-doubt, and rejection of self that's actually blocking all of you from being able to tap in and deliver that inner wisdom. So let's go ahead and release that now. Let's go ahead and take everyone's energy centers, all of your chakras, and we're going to clear, balance, harmonize, open in the highest and best way, all of your energy centers right now today. And let's clear everyone's blocks to gentleness toward their bodies. Where does anyone have a vow, contract, oath, agreement, or obligation to see their physical body as the enemy? We have thousands of these related to persecution of self, disappointment held on the body, victimization through the body, hardship related to the body, and even energies of resistance to our own physical bodies. So is this enough information to clear all of that? Let's release it now. And then we're going to download everyone who's listening and your non-physical teams with all information, wisdom, light, and understanding regarding being in the physical body, working with the physical body, working in partnership with the body so that your body is your ally, not your enemy. Let's clear everyone's blocks to freedom. The last thing I want to clear here that I'm hearing to clear is let's look at this group consciousness, your audience positive toward this planet is a big fat zero. And negative is over 100. So we're going to clear and balance the negative charge, negative energy that everyone's holding on being on this planet. This is a planet where there's lots of contrast. And 
that contrast, those extremes that we experience here can actually really serve us. It helps us to be even clearer about what we like, what we don't like, what we want, what we don't want, what types of experiences we want to have, and what experiences we absolutely don't want to have. But sometimes for some of us who, and I know you have a lot of these listeners where you're not used to this level of conflict. There may, some of you may even have not been in a physical body so dense um, or been on a planet as dense as this one. And so for some of you, it can feel harsh. It can feel overwhelming. And so what we want to do is release all of the fear, the panic, the anxiety, the self-doubt about this planet. And where does anyone in this community have a block to receiving all of the best that this planet has to offer. So we're gonna go back to a different chart. We're gonna clear dysfunction of mind programs. We're gonna clear your etheric body out of balance. We're gonna clear any inner archetypes that are related to complaining. And let's clear that. Let's clear energies of helplessness and let's clear energies of avoidance. It's very easy in the metaphysical community to talk about this planet being a nightmare or so many crazy things happening on it or so many lower uh, consciousness beings in people, groups. However, when we constantly complain about that, our mind starts to tune into it more and more and more. And so I just want to invite everyone to Think about, talk about, look at all of the things that you actually appreciate about this planet, all of the beauty, all of the good that's happening. And so what else do we need to do? We're going to download everyone with freedom. Let's download everyone with confidence. Let's download everyone with relaxation, the frequency of miracles, the frequency of fun, the frequency of laughter, and definitely with unconditional love. Is there anything else I need to clear or bring in for this community or group? Is there anything more to do? Let's go ahead and apply the mop-up, clear the nine stacks of programs. And then I just want to ask, is, does everyone's soul agree they're cleared of programs? Does everyone's high self agree? Does my high self agree? Has everyone's soul been cleared to the highest levels of the new paradigm? No. New paradigm is the highest level of consciousness on my charts. And so we're going to clear any separation from source, separation from love, separation from self. Give everybody a little boost to integrate that. And now has everyone's soul been cleared to the new paradigm? Are there any programs coming up to be cleared? Is everyone's soul free? Yes. I want to thank everyone working with us. And so it is. Yay. That was, that was beautiful. I was so touched because I thought about so many people listening and them truly receiving that. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. My pleasure. It's yeah, so, fun. so good. And I love how I remember when we first started our session, how you said, I never know what's going to come up. I never know how it's going to go. And that's how all of my sessions are too. I laughed because I say the same thing. And I just, I love that. I love just the spontaneous spiritual connection in receiving. So very beautiful. If, and you know what? And you're also going to be an affiliate for Sense of Soul listeners. That's right. If they want to work with you, they can get all of that information. I will put it in the show notes and also on the affiliates page on our website. 
That's great. But tell everybody where they could find you if they wanted to actually schedule a session or learn more about your coaching. Yeah. So you can go to my website, which is ericaalora.com. And then I have a retreats page. So I'm doing a retreat in October. And this is a retreat for people who really just want to receive who are tired, who want to experience just being in a container of receiving healing, receiving spa treatments, receiving, receiving, receiving before the holidays. And so we're doing this in October. And then you can also visit the page to see the classes that I teach, but we're doing a special discount code for Sense of Soul listeners so that you get a bit of a discount on individual sessions with me so that you can try it out. And then of course, there's a link on my website where you can go to my YouTube channel and I have a whole bunch of um, issue specific clearings that you can listen to and receive the benefit of those clearings, very similar to what we did today, but it's issue specific. So if it's about healing the witch wound, where you feel like you've been persecuted before for your gifts and talents, there's a great clearing there, clearing for depression or just the heaviness in life. And so that's another resource that's mm -hmm. there as well. Oh my gosh. I love that. What is your website one more time? It's just your name. My name, ericaalora.com. And Alora is just like Laura with an A in front of it. So Erica Alora, yeah. Amazing. Do you have any social media that you want to throw out there for them to follow as well? I think my Instagram is the one I use the most. Okay. Yeah. I'm a visual person. So I just love the energy of Instagram. But my my team, they'll put my posts up on Facebook as well. But yeah, Instagram is where I'm the most active. Well, thank you so much. You've been so amazing to work with. And thank you so much for having me on. It's just been such a delight. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Erica. Thanks for listening to Sense of Soul Podcast. And thanks to our special guests for joining me. If you want more of Sense of Soul, check out my website at www.mysenseofsoul.com where you can work with me one-on-one -on -one or help support Sense of Soul Podcast by donating to my coffee fund. Thanks for listening.